What is up, guys? Welcome to the Prison What's Pod. What's up, y'all? Episode one. We are yes. so happy that you're here with us. Let's get it. My name is Justin. I'm Josiah. What's going on, y'all? And Josiah, you just want to tell these guys what we're going to be doing here on the Prison Podcast. Yeah. Dude, absolutely. This is going to be an awesome time, guys. You know, me and Justin, we came together and we thought of this idea of having a podcast. And this is really just a time where we can come together and we can talk about God freely. And we can really just talk about all things of who God is. And we came up with the name The Prism Podcast because, you know, you think of a prism and what a prism does is it refracts white light. And on the other side of it, you see a spectrum of colors. You see a rainbow. You see a multitude of colors. And really, in a world where people only see God as one soul white light, our goal here is to help people to see the full spectrum of who God is, to encounter the true nature of who God is and see him for who he really is. And, you know, just like a prism is, uh, it's transparent. And on this show, me and Justin, we want to be hot. We want to be open. We want to be transparent during this time, guys. And we want we don't want to hold anything back. We want to be truthful and we want to just be clear with you guys in what we're doing here. And so through this podcast, Justin, we just want to we want to do some interviews with um, maybe some pastors, maybe some people from the secular world. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to have some book reviews. Yes. We're going to be doing um, ministry tips, yes. relationship advice. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff, guys. And ultimately, through this podcast, we want to show the world who God and who Jesus really That's is, right. y'all. It's going to be an awesome time. We are so happy that we're finally getting this started, and we cannot wait for you guys to tune in, share with your friends, yes. and show what God is all about, and even just talk about everything going on in the world and all the good and bad things, because if we don't talk about them, then we're being silent, and yeah. that's not what we want to be about here. Right. We want to be hot, honest, open, and transparent. Yes, sir. Shout out Michael Todd. We yes, love sir. you, man. <laughs> And um, we just want this to be a show where you can feel like you're hearing the thoughts in your head, but they're being spoken. Yeah. So absolutely. we are so excited that you're here with us today. Yeah. Thanks and, for joining us. Yeah, all. And we're just going to get right into it. Um, so episode one, we've decided we're going to talk about the real things going on. 2020 yeah. has been a rough start. Dude, <laughs> this year started with Kobe dying, World War Three. Yes. Like this year has sucked. Yeah. Like everyone's like, oh, 2020 vision. It's going to be great. <laughs> and it's, I feel like it's been the opposite it's of that, been the right? Exact opposite. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, talking about Kobe Bryant passing away was a very tough start. Yeah. And then we're going right into the nitty gritty coronavirus. Wow. Man. I mean, who would have thought that something like this would shake the whole vibe of 2020? Seriously, dude. (laughs) I mean. Change the world. (laughs) Literally. We're going from. Uh, to a pandemic where we now know quarantine and social distancing, which right. I don't really think was a word no. until <laughs> no. 2020. Right. So, um, you know, well, what is uh, coronavirus and when did it kind of start? Yeah. Um, so the CDC defines COVID-19 as uh, SARS-CoV-2, which is a virus strand mm. that um, 
attacks the respiratory system okay. of, its, of its sources. Um, it's transmitted through uh, animals and humans, mm. and that's kind of how this is really spread across the world yeah. so fast. Um, it started in Wuhan, China, a city in the Hubei province of China, um, and it started in December of 2019. So it's really been around longer than we thought, but mm. it's now obviously hit every inch of this planet. Yeah. And... Um, Although it's kind of rare, it's, you know, the strands kind of mutate, and that's Mm. what a virus does. It mutates. Right. And this likely came from bats um, in the Wuhan. Darn uh, bats. Yeah, the (laughs) bats, man. And um, it started at, like, a meat, like, um, shop where people could go in and get their meats and stuff, and bacteria was just growing. Shoot. And, um, unfortunately, it spread and... um, got across the borders, got across the waters. And it's just crazy how this has really shifted culture and life for every human being in this world. Um, So how do you feel like you've handled this quarantine? Man, I feel like for me personally, and I know a lot of people cannot attest to this, but I feel like life really hasn't slowed down for me at all. Mm -hmm. You know, I work here at my church and I also work at the hospital. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like both of those places, if anything, have like gotten busier. (laughs) If anything, really, it's crazy. Um, At the hospital, um, obviously, there's... um, patients with Mm COVID-19 there's at the church I'm doing media stuff so we've been doing a lot more online stuff and like I really feel like a lot of people are taking it easy relaxing during this time and kind of having like their vacation and there's no problem with that but me I feel like I'm on like I'm on an extremely loaded workload and it's like holy cow it's it's like it's come at me fast but you know i've had to adjust and adapt to this um new way of living for a little Mm -hmm. bit and you know hopefully it's going to be over soon and we're headed that way but what about you justin how has life been in quarantine for you it's definitely been a culture shock for me and a shift in how i live my life um you know (laughs) i'm a big gym buff i love going to the gym yes and i have not been able to go for like two (laughs) and a half months and it's been killing me yeah you know home workouts were cool for about yeah. one or two weeks but after that I was kind of like ah uh, this is not it no nope. so I'm definitely feeling that um you know health wise but you know trying to stay healthy as much as I can um for sure you know work has been almost non-existent you know working at the hospital as yeah. well it's kind of shifted to working at home mm. and you know very limited hours you know looking at getting at two jobs yeah um you know just trying to stay on my feet um during this time and uh <laughs> it's hard yeah it is it's definitely hard but yeah. you know you got to stay positive during yeah. this time otherwise it's going to swallow you up and you know get the best of you so absolutely you know just trying to avoid that right. and um you know the funniest thing was is DoorDash has been my source of yes. food. You know, like, it's Seriously, crazy. Bro. I wish I would have put stock in these guys. <laughs> Dude, because no doubt. Literally, it seems like two or three times a week, I'm on my phone ordering food or going out to get food. Right. Now that we're in these phases, we're yeah. going, you know, we're getting back on track, but, you know, definitely less cooking because you don't want to go to the grocery store because you're scared. Or yeah. You know, even though I go around without a mask on. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, and Zoom. I wish I would have put stock in Zoom. Dude, seriously, they're blowing I mean, up. Who, what was Zoom before yeah, yeah. <laughs> coronavirus? It's the new Skype. And now it's, you know, that seems to be the source of interacting with people. So, right. You know, that's kind of been the life since January or sure. beginning of February. Um, right. And that's just, you know, how yeah. we've been handling things. What about you? Have you, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah. And I wanted to talk to you about this. We had talked about this before. Um 
how do you think that how can we motivate people as influencers or how could other influencers out in the world you know, influence their peers and their family and friends to stay positive and uh, not fall susceptible to the temptations of the world because isolation can really hit right. you hard with that stuff. Right. So I would say for me personally, you know, I've had to, like I said before, I've had to adapt to yeah. these things. There's a lot of changes going on and we live in Virginia, particularly yeah. Northern Virginia. And you know, um, with our governor, Governor Northam, he has created a lot of regulations, I think more strict than a lot of other states. Definitely. Um, and we are about, I think we actually did just enter phase two. Phase two so, on Friday, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, as of yesterday, yeah. So things are slowly coming back to normal, but um, it's it's definitely been challenging, you know, just like Justin, you know, I go to the gym, maybe he's not as much as him because he's <laughs> kind of jacked over here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, restaurants have been closed. Yeah. Um, like just entertainment places have been closed. Like I just want to go watch a movie somewhere. Yeah. Like honestly, yeah. <laughs> I just I want life to be normal Thanks. again, Thanks. and it hasn't been. And you know I've had to adapt to those things and adapt to this new way of living. And I it, I think it's going to be like that. It'll be like this for a while. You yeah. know we sure. are not going back to normal, but we're going to the new normal. Mm -hmm. And. Things are never going to be the same again. Uh, you know, with the use of masks, wearing masks, like I think that's going to be a thing for for a while. For yeah, for the foreseeable future yeah. at least. Um, the way we um, interact, even at like concerts and stuff, and uh, like our camps that yeah. we do, like things I mean, are changing crazy. like crazy. Like yes. caps on people that how many people can be in a certain area it's at once. But yeah, like I said, you have to adapt. So during this time, you know, I feel like I've really had to have a lot more self-discipline mm -hmm. and create disciplines for myself. Um, things like making sure that I am keeping myself accountable as well as keeping my friends accountable. For sure. Um, that can be through things like, you know, making sure I'm reading God's word and mm -hmm. doing that daily. And that can be hard when you're not going to church, um, you know, staying in constant prayer. Yeah. But even um, not just with church things, you know, disciplining myself to work out, yeah. disciplining myself to go on runs, to have that physical exercise, because it, it can be hard when you're inside all day yeah. and like you kind of get into this funk where you're like you're maybe you're lazy or you just don't want to do anything. Yeah. And it can be so challenging to stay motivated for sure and that's why it's so important to continue to discipline yourself use this self-discipline right and that will really that will help you take you to the next level during this quarantine um so another thing i've been doing are new routines you know um i've been reading a lot more yep. i know we've been reading michael todd's we new book relationship, relationship goals, goals. Yep. it's been so good yes. um yeah like i've been going on runs like yeah. that's new for me man <laughs> like yeah. i'm not used to running and it's I horrible i swear like since this quarantine, I think I feel like I've been on more hikes in the last two months yes. than I have in the last five years. Right. So it definitely, it's definitely a change on right. finding new things to do when you don't have all these other things outside that are yeah. closed. It, it changes your perspective. Oh, it really does. And yeah, creating those new routines is so important and it gives you almost like a fresh perspective on things yeah. and helps you to keep going and keep staying motivated. Mm -hmm. So find those things that will help you, uh, those new routines and those disciplines that will help you to stay motivated. And yeah. 
last thing I do is I keep in contact with these guys. Um, you know, my friends, they have helped me a lot yeah. through this time and just motivating each other and also my family motivating us um, just to stay positive and just to keep going. And, you know, it's so hard to be going through this time alone. Yeah. And if you're going through this time alone, you know, reach out to us, man. Like we're here. We want to be friends with y'all and we don't want anybody to go alone through this time. Yeah. Isolation can be a really tough thing when you don't have that support group. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just moved here in January, so I'm very blessed and fortunate to have met you guys so quickly and to build that bond because I don't know what I would have done if, I would have been here, didn't reach out to, you know, my local church or, um, you know, found that click that I wanted to be with. And especially now with isolation, it would have eaten me alive. And you can fall susceptible to a lot of temptations in that. Yeah. You can uh, fall to sin or um, fall to ungodly things that can really damage you, especially when you're by yourself. Oh, absolutely. So I feel like it's definitely good to find that support group even after this quarantine is over, don't let, this is like you were saying, this is a new way that we're going to be living Yeah, and find change. That's going to be positive and it's going to stick with you for a long time. Absolutely. Like my guys right here, we're not, my boys, we're not leaving. We're going to stay motivating each other. Even after the quarantine, facts. we want to take that energy and relay it on to life afterwards Big facts. because I feel like we've grown. Um, oh, as individuals, sure. uh, spiritually, mentally, physically, because yeah. we motivate each other at the gym, right. um, here at church, and even just on outside issues that we struggle with. So yeah. um, I feel like you should definitely have that support group, not only for the coronavirus pandemic specifically, right. but relay that on into life afterwards because it's going to help you in the long run. Yeah, dude. I, I think bouncing off of that, um, let's ask this question. You know, why Why is it important to stay motivated mm. to continue to be influenced during this time of quarantine, social distancing, corona season? Yeah, it's definitely important because, I mean, you, you know, you can bounce off on what I'm trying to say too, but it's important to stay motivated because – You ever heard the saying 30 days to build a habit? It takes Mm. 30 days to build a habit. Yeah. We've already been through two months of quarantine. Yeah. You could build a lot of habits right now. True. That are good. True. You know, like for me, it's like I started to read. I did not read a single book (laughs) until this quarantine started. Shout out Michael Todd, Relationship Goals again. Yes, sir. First book I've read in a long time. It's fantastic. But... I started that routine of not only reading books, Mm -hmm. but reading scripture. Yeah, that's so good. Diving into the word, really studying what God wants me to, how he wants me to live my Mm -hmm. life. And it's a habit that I feel like is going to stick with me even after this quarantine. Yeah. I, I hunger to read the word. That's so good. Yeah. I hunger to learn. I hunger to see how God wants me to live my life. And it motivates me. Yeah. It motivates me to, okay, now that I've read the word, I can take these things that I've learned and put it out into the outside world. Yeah. Because that's what that's what needs it right now. We see the struggles going on in the world right now. It's obvious. Mm-hmm. So me having that habit of reading the word, learning what God wants me to do, and relaying that into the outside world is making the change that God wants us to do. So I feel like those are just a few things yeah. that... I maybe motivate somebody else watching this, but Absolutely. what are some what are some things you're doing to stay motivated? Yeah, um, I want to. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I want to go back to that question of mm-hmm. like why. First of all, why it's important okay. to stay motivated. Yeah. Um, as you were talking about, you know, a lot of us do feel isolated during this time. We feel alone, and we feel like we have nobody. Mm-hmm. And you know. 
the enemy can use that against us. Mm. You know, the enemy can use your isolation as his desolation. Mm. He good. can take the that's thing good. that's going to separate you and put you apart to absolutely destroy you. Yeah. And we have to be so, so careful of that. And, you know, uh, I love scripture. It tells us, you know, we're not meant to be alone. Genesis 2.18, it talks about uh, God is talking to Adam here. or he's, he's talking here. He says, the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Mm. And from that came Eve. So Adam and Eve were together. They were no longer alone. Adam was no longer alone anymore. And it just goes to show, you know, in this life, we're not meant to be alone. We're not meant to be isolated because that can open the door for, yeah, things like sin, things like temptation. And even going into uh, Matthew 4, it's talking about how Jesus was going into the wilderness. Mm. And during this time, you know, he was alone. He did this on purpose. (laughs) He did that on purpose to fast. But during this time, he was all alone. It was basically just him and God. And during this time, the enemy, the devil, he came and he tempted Jesus three times. Multiple times. Multiple times, yeah. yeah. And through this, you know, Jesus... He struggled. He was human just like you and I. Uh, He didn't fall to sin. He overcame temptation and sin. But when we are alone, like Jesus was in the wilderness, we are opening ourselves to be more susceptible to sin and to temptation. Yeah, and I think that that story is great because it shows that even Jesus was susceptible to temptation. Jesus, the son of God, was alone in isolation like something we're experiencing now and was susceptible to temptation. But obviously he overcame that. So that shows that we can overcome something like that as well. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's a great visual representation of that. That's so so good. Yeah. So it's important to not be isolated during this time and to stay connected to people and to others during this time. So, yeah, let's go back to that question. How can we stay positive and motivated during this time by ourselves? How can we do that, Justin? So I was, you know, you asked me that question and I was really thinking about that. How could, what would I do to motivate my peers or even myself on how to stay motivated during this time? And the biggest thing for me was prayer. Yeah. Go to God. I mean, that's your that's your main source. That's yeah. your, if that's your foundation, that needs to be your main source to stay motivated. Pray about the things that you're struggling with. Ask for his help. So good. Ask for him to comfort you in this time of isolation. And he will provide. Yeah. He's in, he provides all. He's all providing. And, you know, it's just... You know, I tell that to my friends, like you guys, um, and we talk about it all the time that, and even as a church, talk about prayer, the power of prayer. Right. Um, Like we went on a prayer walk uh, yesterday and it was just fantastic. And, or two days ago, it was yesterday or two days ago? Yesterday. It was yesterday. I'm telling you, you lose your track of days. Too. You do. So, That's dangerous. So, yeah. So, I mean, we went on that prayer walk yesterday. And just the power of prayer, even though it was before all this, the protesting that's gonna, that was happening, mm. we felt the presence of the Lord. Wow. So, when you're in isolation, you can feel the presence of God there with you. Yeah. And I feel like that's one of the most motivating, motivating things that you can have. Mm. That's um, so good, dude. And I also encourage scripture reading. Read scripture, find things, look up things that you're struggling with and find those verses in the Bible and read them. Yeah. Because they're going to, that's going to speak heavy to you. And when you read it, you're going to be like, oh, wow, this was spoken in the Bible 2000 years ago and it still relates to my Mm. life struggles right now. That's serious stuff. Absolutely. So like, like even how you talked about the story of Jesus being in the woods and being tempted in sin. 
in isolation. I've had times when I've been isolated at home yeah. all day, stuck in the house, cooped up, and have had temptation hit me and mm. try to get me. But you overcome that because you know Jesus went through the same thing and he overcame that. So right. if he overcame something like that, then I can do that. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, you know, just being motivating to each other like yeah. we always do. Yeah. We have our group messages where we talk For to sure. each other. And if we have issues, we address them and talk yeah. about them. So I feel like those are just some things. I don't know. Do you have anything else that you want to do? Yeah, with that? I would say, dude, I have like been digging into like some serious podcasts mm-hmm. and sermons during this time. Yeah. Like my favorite preachers, pastor. Pastor Stephen Furtick, Pastor Michael Todd, yes. Pastor Rich Wilkerson Jr. They have like just inspired me through this yeah. time and really helped me get through it. Mm-hmm. And like I would challenge you guys, um, listen to these guys. They're so inspiring and motivating. Yes. And like every time I hear Michael Todd preaching this, I'm like, let's go. Yes. I get so excited. Yes. And man, it's it it really helps you get through these times. And um, and they're some of the most inspiring people mm, I've absolutely. ever heard and listened to. Oh, yeah. And, like, even this podcast, like, we want to try to inspire you guys and to stay motivated during this time yes. and to continue to push forward through that. Yeah, and I feel like this is a motivating thing for us. Yeah. Um, we, we feel like this has given us not only a platform to speak God's word and his love to you guys, but it motivates us to stay true to ourselves, absolutely. dig into the word, express and show all these things that God and the resources that he has for people. Right. So definitely I agree. And I totally encourage you guys to look into podcasts because that's one thing that changed my, I changed in my life is definitely listening to those and seeing the different perspective on things in life. Um, and it's really eye opening. Yeah. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. Great. Awesome, man. Um, so we kind of went all through this coronavirus, how we could, um, motivate each other. How do you feel like we can motivate ourselves? Ooh, that's tough. I think by motivating ourselves, you know, I I talked about this before, and it's just that continual discipline mm-hmm. and that continual strive. Yeah. And, you know, it's continuing to go back to the source and go back to God yeah. and saying, you know, I can't do this on my own. Uh, it's, it's that openness mm-hmm. saying, no, I can't do this in my own strength, God. Like, I need your help. Yeah. And it's being vulnerable in that. Absolutely. And even if you are by yourself and you don't have, you're not living with family or friends or you've been social distancing, you've been stuck in the house, um, it's that continual dependency on who God is and what God is doing in you and the strength that he provides for you. For sure. And sometimes that's hard because we're human and we're like, oh, we got this, you know. Mm-hmm. But... It's saying, you know, God, I need you, and I, I can't do this in my own strength. That's right. You yeah. Know? So I, I think that's one way. What about you, Justin? Yeah. So, I've said this multiple times already. You know, it's I've found motivation in reading the Word. Yeah. Making God my foundation, mm. sturdying that foundation, that's especially good. in a time of isolation. Right. Um, because I felt like I had that foundation, you know, Jesus as my foundation, but now I'm kind of like packing onto that to make it sturdier. Right. And I feel like that's the most motivating thing for me. Mm. And that since that's filling me up, I'm able to pour out into other people. Mm. So it that's brings really good. So since I've filled myself up with that motivation and, you know, God's word and love, I'm able to pour that out into other people. That's good. And, it, and that's how it should that's how it should be I feel like it should start with you once you find yourself with God 
find out who you are and what you want to be and what you want to do, right. then you can branch out to others. That's good. And that's how it's going to be the most su- successful and effective way. Absolutely. So that's yeah, really good, bro. Absolutely. And, um, you even did, you did a sermon for Crave. Yeah. Um, talking about, you know, the battles that we face. Right. And how if we have God as our foundation, essentially, absolutely, he's going to get us through them. Yeah. And it's all about the process to the promised land. Guys, go check it out if you haven't already. It's on uh, Crave Youth's YouTube. Shout out. Um, but this process to the promised land, you know, uh, when the Israelites were on their way to the promised land, mm. it seemed like they were never going to get there. Yeah. What was supposed to take like, I don't even know, I think it was only supposed to take like less than a month, mm. turned into a journey that took over 40 years to get to the promised land. Mm. And it's the process to the promised land. And the Israelites encountered so many obstacles to get to their promised land. And when they arrived to the Jordan River with Joshua as their leader, Mm. um, this water or this river was overflowing. And it looked like there was no hope. But until they put the presence of God into the middle of their problem, God provided for Mm. them. And that's what we need to do during this time is continue to put God at the center and God will provide for us on the process to the promised land and he will get us there every single time every single time absolutely yeah so i'm just gonna i I was reading scripture and for some reason this verse stuck out to me romans 12 2 do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what god's will is his good pleasing and perfect will dang so what i got from that was you could easily conform to what's going on right you could go into isolation mm. you could just hunker down and just struggle yeah but that's not god, what god wants us to do absolutely he wants to fight this isolation mm. he wants us to renew our minds to get a different perspective on what's going on in the world i feel like and take that change and test it out mm. grow in yourself grow in love and know the lord and then Take that out to the other people. Wow. Take it out. Approve what God has said and take it out and go. Hmm. Um, And everything that he has planned for you is perfect. Yeah. He has a will for you. It's planned out. It's all ready to go. Mm. You just need to find it. And you need to find it through him. He's not going to hand it out to you. He wants you to find it through him. Mm. And then when you go out to these other people and spread the word of God and his love, it helps other people find that as well. So it's so good, dude. Yeah, I was for some reason, God just really spoke to me through that verse. And um, I felt like it fit really well in with going yeah. on with the isolation and coronavirus. So, yeah. So don't conform, transform. So good, bro. Ooh. So good, bro. Oh, that's going to be our, um, what do you, whatever you call it for the YouTube video. I don't know. I'm new to this. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, awesome. So we've gone over coronavirus. We did it. We're talking about how we can be motivating through this time yeah. um, and all this stuff. Now we're going to get into some real... Yeah. Current events yeah. happening in the last There's week. There's a lot going on in the world, it's, y'all. Yeah. And the world's messed up. Yeah. It's like messed up. Said, 2020 has not been the year. No. Um, but this stuff needs to be addressed. We need to talk about it. And I feel like it's great because we are a multiracial podcast. Yeah. So it's only fitting that we really talk about this and address how we feel mm-hmm. about this. Because Absolutely. what you said, what did Stephen Furtick say about silence? Yeah, he was talking about how when we are silent, it's actually agreement. Silence is agreement. Right. And like during this time of the rioting and the George Floyd situation um, with everything going on, not even just the George Floyd, but even before that, 
all of these innocent lives that were taken, mm. um, you know, we have to speak up. We have to speak up during this time, not just as a white man, not just as a black man or white woman, black woman, not even just as a Christian, but as a human being. That's right. This is the time that we have to step up. We have to speak up because silence is agreement. That's right. And, you know, when we start to say, oh, well, what am what is my voice going to do? My voice doesn't matter, Um, you know. Well, I'm just 17 years old. I can't do anything. You know, how am I going to make a change in the the legislature in this country? How do I have the power to do that? Mm. Once we start to do that, we're automatically eliminating the idea that we have the power to change this. Right. And that is so not true, y'all. We have the power to change this. That's right. And you and I, we can make a difference. That's right. Yeah. So um, just to kind of... Uh, get y'all caught up. We're talking about the George Floyd incident that happened uh, about a week ago, yeah. a little over a week. Um, it's everything's happened so fast. I don't know the exact date. Um, so, but what happened was is George George Floyd was um, honestly brutally murdered mm. by a uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota police officer, Derek Chauvin, mm. um, over a twenty dollar counterfeit bill. Um, it's an unfortunate situation um, yeah. that shouldn't have happened. Um, I'll be honest with you. And, um, you know, the officer Chauvin, you know, had Mr. Floyd pinned to the ground mm. on his neck with his knee for nine minutes. Wow. And we've seen the video. Yeah. Um, it's hard to watch. It is hard to watch. It's hard to see somebody's life being taken away from them right in front of your eyes. Mm-hmm. And you can't do anything about it. Yeah. That's one of the, I feel like that's the hardest thing for me is seeing this and feeling like I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Because I feel like I know what I would have done if I was there, but you don't know because you weren't. Right. And it's an unfortunate, very unfortunate situation um, that Mr. Floyd was, you know, executed like that. Yeah. And we've seen the um, outcome of this with protests, um, riots, Mm -hmm. um, and all this other stuff going on. There is change. We're seeing it. Um, Some of it good, some of it bad. And it's opening a lot of eyes and ears that I feel like need to be heard. And with these protests, it's definitely a, um, what I'm trying to say, it's a powerful movement. But at the same time, I feel some of the things happening, we're losing that message. Mm. Um, I don't want innocent people getting hurt. And we've seen that with these riots. I want the message to get across because it's real. Right. There is social injustice. Absolutely. There is racism. It's alive and well in this country. Um, I've experienced firsthand and it's there. So I want this to happen. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to see people getting hurt and killed that mm. shouldn't be. I don't want to see businesses that are local mm. getting destroyed and ruining the livelihoods of innocent people. Yeah. And I don't want this to lose its message. Right. Um, so what, how do you feel or like, has this opened your eyes and yeah. your ears with all this going on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm white. <laughs> if you didn't know, <laughs> I'm white. Are. I've been white my whole life. <laughs> 
Um, honestly, like this was really shocking to me. I feel like a lot of people can say that. Um, like I said, we live in Northern Virginia. Um, this is a predominantly white area mm. and really this opened my eyes. Yeah. Like I've been surrounded by mainly white people my whole life. Um, and it's like, it's dis- it's disgusting to yeah. see, honestly. And I like being in this place where I'm at right now in the demographic where I'm at, I was like, are you kidding? Like racism is still a thing. Like I feel like almost ignorant saying that, mm. but I feel like just being like a white man I will never understand what it means or what it's like to be a black man. Yeah. And I'm so glad we can have this conversation and be open yeah. and I can see it from your point of view mm-hmm. and we can talk about this. And that's the healthy thing is talking yes. about this yeah. because you may not understand my viewpoint. I may never understand yours, right. but we can try to understand each other. And that is the most important thing to do is have these conversations and to talk about it. Cause they're real. They're real. It, absolutely. And it needs to be addressed. And I'm glad that it is. And what's great is, is that we have that relationship where we can comfort comfortably talk about this together yeah. and get each other's viewpoints and get that understanding that, you know, it's different for your world versus mine and vice yeah. versa. But at the end of the day, we still love each other Absolutely. and that we don't see that hate that mm-hmm. that's out there. Right. And it's great because that's what this world needs to see is that we can bond mm-hmm. with different color skin. Like Absolutely. you don't have to be white on white or black on black to love each other. No. And yeah, love has no color. It, it has no criteria. I no. said this yeah. on Wednesday. I was we were talking, and um, love has no criteria. It doesn't want to be boxed into wow. a specific. So good, dude. A specific type of person. Absolutely. And um, I feel like that's what, at the end of this, that's what needs to be taken out. Wow. That's what people need to get from this is that yeah. we should love everyone. Mm-hmm. Hate should not win. No, never. And that's what God wants is hate to lose yeah. and for love to win. So God wants love to win. He doesn't want to see this hate going on during these riots and these protests where we're seeing innocent people getting killed. Mm. That's taking the message away from what we really want. We just want justice for everybody. We mm. want everybody to feel comfortable to live in this country because that's what this flag, that's what the flag represents is freedom. Yeah. That's why people came over to this place. Yeah. And if we're not allowing people to feel that freedom of all races, color, whatever, then we're failing as a nation. Absolutely. And, you know, we get, you, you know, America's called the melting pot, but I feel like something's keeping us from melting together. Mm. And wow. it's hate. Mm. It is uh, injustice right now. That's the big thing that's dividing everyone. And there's other, there's ton, there's a millions of different things that probably this country could do better. But right now, this is the one that's on the pedestal mm. because we've seen what happened with George Floyd. And it's not only George Floyd. You look at, like, Breonna Taylor. Yeah. She was the EMT who the police just barged into her home because they had a warrant, and they shot up the place because the husband was shooting in self-defense. They didn't address themselves. Wow. And it's stuff like that that, like, is like, okay, and now he's being charged for murder. Wow. Or attempted murder, excuse me, attempted murder because it was self-defense. Mm. And they had this stuff unfo- uncovered that um, – the cops didn't address themselves before barging into somebody's home. Yeah. And that just shouldn't be allowed no. in this country. No. Whether you're black or white 
or whatever. That just shouldn't be allowed. Mm-mm. But we seem to be seeing this happening more and more now. And um, I saw this somewhere. It was talking about slavery isn't new or not slavery. Racism isn't new. Mm. It's just being recorded. Yeah. And our um, our youth pastor, uh, Mike, uh, said this in his sermon on Wednesday. And it was um, it was really like, whoa, that's right. That's true. Yeah. It's nothing new. Right. It's been here for a while, a long right. time. It's just being recorded. And yeah, everything is being recorded and cameras and phones are a huge yes. thing now. And these things, if anything, they're being highlighted. They're being exposed. Exactly. And, and these problems have been under the surface for so long. Mm. And now with all of these cameras and phones to capture everything, now they're coming to the surface. That's right. Now we're seeing the true problem. You can easily see a situation unfolding, pull out your phone and in an instant it's posted everywhere yeah. and it's seen everywhere. I bet that that video of George Floyd wasn't even taken two minutes or two to five minutes after it was posted. Right. That's how quick this stuff spreads. And it's it's a it's a blessing and a curse because it opens our eyes. We see what's going on quicker but it also brings out this violence that we're seeing. Mm. But at the same time, this needed to be seen. Oh, absolutely. And Derek Chauvin having that many citations, I feel like should open the police department's eyes and mm. be like, oh, he had 18 citations yeah. for having using excessive force and being a problem. That's not how you want somebody to represent your police department. Right. And I feel like that's where they failed. Yeah. Um, I agree. And... You look at the other three cops that were arrested. Um, it's it's a sticky situation with them because two of them were rookies. Hmm. Apparently, two of them were in their first week on the job, and they were under Derek Chauvin's wing. Wow. They were learning from him. Now, another uh, problem that the police department did, they allowed someone with 18 citations to teach the next generation of cops. <sighs> Strike yeah. one. Yeah. Strike two. These cops were trained at the the Minnesota Police Department, wherever they were at. And when they're all trained the same, they're going to react to the situation the same. Mm. Those cops, if they knew what was right, they wouldn't have allowed him to stay on that man's neck for nine minutes. So this isn't anymore. This isn't just a one cop problem. This is becoming a systematic problem. Yes, I feel like this is turning into a systematic thing. We got to look at how cops... And police departments run their department. Wow. Because if those cops were trained right, they would have been able to speak up and say, hey, even though you're my supervisor, that's not how we do this. This wasn't addressed in their training. Mm. But at the same time, we look back and go, well, it shouldn't matter how they're trained. That's a humane way. You're right. You're right. Anybody with the right sense would look at that and go, that's wrong. Mm. I'm, you know, anybody who watches that video go, that was an execution. Mm. But... At the same time, those cops were doing their – they were, thought they were doing their job. They thought this is how it was because they were new. Right. And they were under the wing of somebody that knew it was wrong but still got away with it. Mm. So I feel like we need to look at how we train the next generation of police officers, show them this is an example, an unfortunate example, but it is one. And they need to see that that's not how we do things. And I feel like once cops get the right education – they understand because there are good cops. We've seen this Absolutely. throughout all the protests. Absolutely. Not all cops are bad. No. I'm not saying that. Right. Not all cop systems are bad. Not every department in the world not is Not every bad. black person is a criminal. Not exactly. every white person is a racist. Exactly. So. We got to we gotta continue to have that mindset that not everyone is evil just because of the color of their skin or, or their, their occupation. occupation. Yeah. yeah. And 
so I just feel like it needs to be systematic, though. Everybody needs to have that foundation of, look, this is how we're running things. We are going to treat people humanely. Yeah. But at the same time, we're going to protect and serve. That's really good, bro. So that's kind of just my take on this whole situation. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know you have some questions you want to talk about. But as an African-American, I I see the problem. Yeah. But at the same time, I know not all cops are evil. Mm. I can't look at every single cop and go, he's par- he's a bad person. Mm. That's not, as a Christian and as a man, that is not how I was raised, mm. and that's not how we should look at life. But at the same time, there are times when my heart drops when I see a cop because I don't know how they view me. Right. And I feel like that's the image that society has put on these people. So help me to understand this a little better, Justin, um, from different viewpoints mm-hmm. here. Um, have being a black man yourself, have you experienced either racial profiling or racism in your past? Uh, unfortunately, I have. Yeah. And it's been there's been multiple cases with that. Um, I'll go into detail of some of them. Um, you know, in high school, played basketball in Southwest Virginia. Um, and there were times when I'd be playing, I would hear student sections calling me the N word, mm. not just the light one, the, the, the real one. <laughs> And wow. and it was it was hard to hear. You kind of get that shock of like, oh, somebody said that in public, like in a in a arena full of people, like, and they still had the audacity to say that. So that's one. Um, there was one time I was walking in the mall with somebody, um, a white female, and a security guard came up to us and <laughs> looked at her and was like, "Do your parents know you're with this man?" And it kind of. I instantly got anger. Yeah. You can, you know, I don't you blame can, you. Yeah. There was, there was hate. I wanted to <laughs> beat up the guy. Like I was just so like shocked that somebody could say that. Um, but I'm very fortunate that I was raised in a multiracial home um, and was shown love and compassion by a lot of people of color and who were white. So I know that hate is you're not born with hate, you're taught it. Mm. And Wow, that's a message, bro. <laughs> yeah, and literally you're not born with it, you're taught it. And so I can't look at every cop and go he's a bad person because he's white and he has a badge on. I just can't because he could be somebody like me. He was raised in a multiracial home. He could know doesn't even know what hate is because all he know is love. Mm. And there and that's why this whole thing is sticky situation because you feel like you have to take a side on this, but you don't. You mm. don't have to take a side. You can look at this and go, all I care about is that there is justice for everyone. Absolutely. Now, do we already know that people of color kind of get the short end of the stick on things? Yes. So that's what we're addressing. Mm. But at the same time, I don't want that to be shifted to, okay, now black people are getting all justice, which is what I want. But then we're just bashing cops all the time because they do go out and they serve and they protect us from evil and the bad in the community. So I condone them. Like I, I implore them for doing that for us. But at the same time, like we do need justice. Yeah. So absolutely. I think that's 
really good. And I think even some practical ways you can have a voice in this mm. is, you know, have a peaceful protest. You know, my parents, they're pastors and they went to a peaceful protest. There's nothing wrong with Not protesting peacefully. And it, it, you're exercising your right as an American citizen, as a human right. being. And you're, you're saying, I don't stand for this. I don't stand for this systematic racism or the inequalities experience right. in our country. Mm. And you're taking a stand because remember, silence is agreement. Yeah. And in this time, we cannot be silent, mm. let alone as Christians, but as human beings in general, we have Amen. to take a stand for each other, yeah. for uh, for other races, for um, other genders, whatever it may be. We have to fight this together. Love first. That's right. That's all it is about. That's Love right. And, first. And as a Christian, you know, it's hard to look at it and go, how how can I be a Christian and love everybody when I know that there's sin? Mm. Um, wow. Like, it's it's hard for me to say, but if a white supremacist came up to me, I'm going to show him love. If somebody... That's who, hard. It's hard. It's very hard. If somebody were to come up to me and say racial slurs, yeah, I'm going to get mad, but at the end of the day, I'm going to care about that person and hope that they find love in their heart. So good. That's the important thing because that's how Jesus lived his life. Absolutely. He looked at people full of sin and still found a way to love them and show them compassion. He died on the cross for these people. If you think about, if you take a step back and think about that, Jesus died on the cross for all those protesters out there. He died on the cross for white supremacists. He died on the uh, cross for um, George Floyd. He died on the cross for Derek Chauvin, the man that committed this and started this. He died on the cross for that man. Man. That would get some people angry. It, it rustled some feathers. It does. It rustled mine for a while. I was like, wow, did Jesus really die on the cross for that guy? Wow. But he did. And we have to take a step back and go, okay, if Jesus can sacrifice his life for a murderer, for an adulterer, for a racist-hating individual, I can show love and compassion. I can find that in my heart full of Christ to show love to him as well. So good. And so good, dude. I feel like that's one thing that is hard to grasp in today's society because we feel like we have to be one sided, mm. but we don't. Our heart doesn't need to be red and blue. It doesn't need to be black and white. It needs to be red because we all bleed red at the end of the day. Absolutely. There is one race in this world, the human race. God created us all in his image. If you cut me and you cut Josiah open, we're both going to bleed red. Yep. I'm not going to bleed black. He's not going to bleed white. This is how we need to look at the world. We are all one. We all believe the same. We need to all love one. So good. So. So good, man. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of truth to what you're saying. Um, let's, let's go into this question. This was asked by Austin Hogan. Shout out to Austin Shout out Hogan. to Austin. Answering some questions. Yes, sir. And make sure y'all are staying up to date on our Instagram. Uh, yes. We want to hear from you guys. What questions would you like us to answer? Yes. What do you, what topic do you want to know more about that we can explore right. more? But Austin asked, what's the best way to be informed about what's going on today? Mm, that's a great question. Um, I feel like we could easily just say the news. Yeah. <laughs> but <Right. laughs> even as us younger guys who don't watch the news, we know that the news does not give mm. the, tr- the full story. Right. A hundred percent of the time. Uh, right. 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 Sometimes they do. Sometimes they, yeah. they do. And sometimes you can, you can get the one sided thing of yeah. things. And I feel like 
we can rely on the news to see what's going on. But I really encourage you to really dig into different resources, talk to people of different cultures or mm-hmm. ethnicities like this and to educate um, learn. I'm learning. <laughs> I mean, and I'm African-American. I talked to um, some African-American friends and family and just, you know, hear their side. Um, what do they see? Or am I seeing the same thing as them? You know, and you and me talk, we get that different viewpoint of you. You haven't experienced this firsthand, but you're learning. Yeah. And that's how I feel like we get the right information across. You see what happened and you can look up what happened to George Floyd or what happened to Breonna Taylor or um, who was the cop and all this stuff. But to an extent, you need to just learn the culture of other people and what they're seeing. What are the viewpoints of other people in this country seeing mm. from this? Um, so I feel like you could go to your leaders yeah. that you trust. Yeah. Um, you know, and influencers that are to you, like you and me. We watched Michael Todd, Stephen Furtick. We watched their sermon yeah. on the situation. Right. And that's a, that's a way that you can kind yes. of find, okay, I agree or I disagree. Yeah. And it gives you a better sense of what other people are seeing. Absolutely. I feel like we shouldn't just rely on the news. And we need to go to people that have the same views as us mm. and different. Otherwise, you're putting yourself in a box. So good. You're being more open-minded that exactly. way. And that's an issue right now with this is people aren't being open-minded. Mm. They're, yep. they're, I, can understand, I mean, I understand that an African-American could look at this and just instantly hate cops. Mm. But I, and I can understand there being cops that hate black people for terrorizing the town, causing a ruckus. Mm. But if we were able to come together, hear each other out, yeah. understand each other, that's what, a love, that's what a loving heart does. It takes the time to hear each wow. other out. That's how we're going to take that divide and we're going to come in together as one. The world would be a much would different be, place. It would be a, a such better place, yeah. a better place to live. Absolutely. And I just feel like that's what we need to do. Absolutely. So. I think this is a great conversation, dude. And yeah. I want to encourage you guys, you uh, listeners and viewers, go check out Pastor Stephen Furtick. Uh, yes. He had a sit down this Sunday with Pastor John Gray. And uh, just like me, Justin, white man and black man having yes. a, a conversation and just being open about it and asking. Yeah, the transparency, right? The prism. And yeah. it's it's having those conversations that may make you feel a little awkward mm. or uncomfortable, yeah. but that's how we're going to grow. Mm. You don't grow if you're comfortable. We that's have to right. get uncomfortable in order to grow, in order to go in the right direction, not only in this country, but in our own lives. That's right. And I'm so thankful that <laughs> we're friends and, and we right. have, yeah, we got to talk about this, but this has been awesome. This has been great. This yeah. Been so and we really appreciate you guys tuning in for episode one of the prison podcast. Absolutely. We cannot believe we are finally at this point. Wow. We are so blessed and fortunate to yes. be here and to talk about these things that are going on and we are so excited to keep this so going. excited and um uh, we encourage you to follow us on social media yep you can tell them about that yep. follow us on spotify on instagram subscribe to us on youtube we have a podcast as well as a video podcast right. make sure y'all stay up to date we post announcements on there about uh, episodes and guys next week we're gonna be doing something a little different we're yes. gonna be diving into michael todd's new book so excited really relationship goals it is going to be great we're going to be be doing the first three chapters next week so guys if you uh if you have a copy and you want to go along with us that'd be great if you want to pick one up it is it's like one of the best sellers right now yeah it's on new york times bestseller for two weeks running 
Um, the man really killed it with this he book. Did. He has a series on YouTube as well, Relationship Goals and Relationship Goals Reloaded. Yeah. I really encourage you to watch those um, as you go with us through this book. We're super excited. Super excited. Um, to be, you know, we're young adults. Yeah. And this is a time where relationships are important. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's not important for as you're older and younger, but yeah, there's so much to learn. It's so much to learn. We're absorbing it all. We want to share it with you guys, and we hope you'll follow along with us. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a great series, guys. And through this podcast, you know, we're going to be doing different things, having different segments. Yeah. Like we said, interviews, um, different topics of ministry. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be but awesome. We're so excited. You guys are here with us. And welcome to the Prism Podcast again. Right. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks Thank for watching. So it's been a pleasure. Yeah. All right. All right. See you guys. Love y'all.